This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. And we are in the middle of our Christmas season, just like you are, but we're doing Christmas season on the radio. And so last week we had Preparing Your Hearts for Christmas, and uh, we talked about that. So if you missed that, you can go back and listen to the processes we go through to uh, prepare our hearts for Christmas, at least some of them. And there's, there's multiple ones. And then this week we're talking about Robbie's topic. So Robbie, if you want to kind of remind us of the topic, because you're going to articulate it much better than I would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this isn't too hard, is it? <laughs> no, it's what not. was your favorite <laughs> present? That you ever gave, and what was a, your favorite present you ever got? Because again, as people are out there thinking about, you know, what are we going to get? What you know, what do I want to put on my list? You know, just give people some great ideas, and and also to see, you know, kind of how God blessed us for this time of year. Well, thank you, I appreciate that, Robbie. And so we are going to continue. We're going to have a clip here in a, a few seconds, but we'll go ahead and start with a story. Um, Harold, you had a, a couple stories you wanted to share with us, didn't you? Oh yeah. This uh, this was real easy for me. The uh, the best gift for Christmas that I ever got was in 1962. On the Friday before Thanksgiving, a guy tricked me into a blind date with his sister. At Christmas, almost six weeks later, I found myself on one knee on the floor asking her to marry me, and she said yes. That, yes, was the best Christmas present that I've ever received. I can imagine it was. And yeah. and 60 years later, I'm still madly in love with her. And the best gift that I ever gave, according to her, is we had our picture taken in Huntsville, Alabama, beneath, kissing beneath some street signs at an intersection of Harold and Janice streets. I had written her a poem that I subsequently cross-stitched and got mounted with that picture. And the poem says, I am you, you are me, together we are one. Strange, love the key, us, till time is done. And sweetheart, I meant it then, I still mean it. Love you. Wow, that's really nice. <clears throat> got me a little choked up there, Harold. That was, that was good. So I'm assuming that was like a gas lamp back in those days, or was it... I'm just kidding. It's an old, old lamp. Big joke-ish. Not funny. Uh, so, David, you ha thank you, Harold. That was very sweet. Uh, David, you have some stories for us. Is it going to be as good as Harold's, or are you just going to? No, that's going to be pretty hard to follow up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a really good friend of mine, uh, back when me and my wife got divorced and my kids moved to North Carolina, um, they had given me a gift for Christmas one year of buying the plane ticket for me to send me down here to be able to go spend the Christmas. So I think it was the second or third Christmas that – the, the girls weren't living with me and uh, was able to go down and, and spend Christmas with them. So that was one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. But in turn, that also was 
one of the best gifts I was able to give to my children as well because I hadn't seen them for a while. So just to see the, their faces light up during that and, and see the joy it brought them, it was great. Now, fast forward now, it might not be so much joy, but, you know, yeah. still a good time. Yeah, now they might go, eh. Yeah, I might not really want to see it, but uh, no, they, would. they, just they always want to see dad. Sure. They always want to see dad. They do. So, Rodney, you uh, you have a clip for us. That, uh, hey, we always save the best clip for last, right? Well, okay. Hey, hey, hey. We hey, can hey. go with that. We can go with that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's that, my story. That one works. Yeah. So, you want to tell us a little bit about the clip? Do you want to set it up, or what do you want to do? I want to set up the clip. Okay. Um, you know, I was trying to figure out again, because this topic is really hard for me to try to figure out what was a good gift that I've either given or have received. These things just for whatever reason, aren't something to stick in my mind. And of course, the first thing I thought of, which I'm surprised we haven't actually talked about, is the gift of salvation, which was just, that's all it was really on my mind. So ever since this kind of, you sent out the topics, and I'm like, huh, how am I ever going to beat that? And then, you know, you, you think through giftedness and the other things that were just kind of, I was just kind of randomly on my mind, and this movie just kind of popped up when I was doing some searching and looking for what, what would be in my heart and this movie just kind of end up capturing it. It's a, it's a movie called gifted and the girl in the movie, she had her mother die and then her mom's brother is the one that's looking after her and taking care of her. And they've really grown close and tight and they, you know, they're just like father and daughter really. And then, you know, he, he sees the end of, this time alone together, homeschooling, and sends her to school. And then everything changes. So let's listen. Please don't make me go. You can keep homeschooling me. I'll tell you everything I know. No more argument, okay? We've discussed this ad nauseum. What's ad nauseum? You don't know? Wow, looks like someone needs school. Good morning, Miss Stevenson. Who can tell me what three plus three is? Everyone knows it's six. Barry, can you stand up, please? Can you tell me what 57 multiplied by 135 is? Okay. Who can- 7,695. The square root is 87.7. And change. Now, what does ad nauseum mean? I think your niece may be gifted. I am good friends with the headmaster of the Oaks Academy for Gifted Education. No, I promised my sister I'd give Mary a normal life. I think she's got to be here. Who's that lady in front of our door? That'll be your grandmother. Holy It's a MacBook, darling. What are you doing here? You are denying the girl her potential. How many seven-year-olds are doing advanced calculus? She forgot the negative sign on the exponent. Mary, why don't you say anything? Thanks, says I'm not supposed to correct older people. Nobody likes a smartass. We petition the court to grant my client full custody of the child. No! You're going to take that girl, you're going to loan her out to some think tank where she can talk non-trivial zeros with a bunch of old Russian guys for the rest of her life. And you'd bury her under a rock. Evelyn, stop. I'm raising her how I believe Diane would have wanted. My sister wanted Mary to be a kid. She wanted her to have friends and to be happy. Tell us, do you have health insurance? No. Did Did you spend the night in jail? Objection! What's your greatest fear? That I'll ruin Mary's life. Mary! 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 Uh Uh-uh! She's bossy. I've heard that. So how often do we judge people by either the gift we give them with how we give and things of that nature and then what we receive? And we have all received 
gifts from our Heavenly Father. And what I would like to go through now is the gifts that I see that God has given my band of brothers. I'm going to start with Mr. Samuel. It's the wisdom, the wit, the sharpness of mind, and all mixed in with humor. Because it's always a little smart aleck or comment. Nobody likes a what, Sam? <laughs> Whatever it said on the clip. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Whatever it said there. Yeah. But how is it that Sam is like the premier one in the group and everybody just loves him, loves that humor? And then we got Andy, which I just go with friend. And he's he's so careful and thoughtful of others and very compassionate and always willing to jump in and help and be a part of something else. And then there's one here that's a, a supporter, and he himself admits that, well, I'm not the most athletic, so I called him the athletic supporter. That would be Danny. You're a jock, man. You're a jock. We'll be Strap. taking up donations for the local pickleball team. Strap one on, Danny. But he's just such a helper, such a partner, such a – and I think about what he just did with Michelle here just at the last boot camp, and it was just an epitome of exactly the man he is to go home and support her. Robbie, just the man of hunger. He's got, I've never seen the appetite for God and for relationship, knowledge and meaning of things, and to dive in and just to go and go and get going. And just, I always expect the, the energy and the appetite to run out, but it doesn't. It just keeps going. And then, of course, our sage, back to the wisdom. He loves truth. Harold is a rule follower. He travels the narrow road. He is, he truly walks that. And then, you know, you listen to the old stories that you just can't picture Harold as kicking the box around, beating up the box in his office. I just can never forget that. He actually physically kicked boxes around his office. He's a kickboxer. Yeah. Said, yeah. It, you know, before his time, yeah. And... <laughs> You know, to see him now, you just see the growth from that wide road travel to that narrow one. And Mr. Jim's not here, but it's just compassion, compassion, compassion. He's the most given person that I've ever seen. He, I know of all of his renters and things like that, that he's just lived with just horrible renters that wouldn't pay, but he gives them another break and gives them another break. And just basically he ends up giving them way more than he ever gets. And you got Mr. Seeker, Wayne, over here, the treasure hunter, man. He's always searching. And the best day, I'm sure, in his life is when he was actually found, when he was found by God. He's just so purposeful and mission-driven. And Mr. Raw, Honest David just kind of, he is what you see, and you get what you get in David. He's very raw, very no-nonsense kind of guy, comes at you straightforward. And I know we don't ever get to hear from Art, but we should. He's got a lot to say, but he just won't say it. He's just very quiet. But he's such a friend and devoted and caring and always makes sure that Harold gets to and from the radio shows safely and without any problems. So love you all, brothers. That was awesome. A couple things. You basically called David uh, Popeye. He is what he is. I am what I am. Yeah, right? he is. And then the ironic thing that I really thought was kind of cool is Harold went from the wider road to the more narrow one, so he had to merge. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been required to at some point. And it's back to the wit and the humor, the quickness, right? <laughs> Sam's on top of it always. Well, I, that's not that's not always a good thing. Uh, but David, did you have something you want to say in your Popeye voice or no? I can't do a Popeye voice. And I don't like spinach that much either, so I don't know if that would really work out. <laughs> yeah, it might not. Oh. Yeah. 
All right. So who else? Wayne, do you have anything you'd like to add this week? We haven't seen you. We've missed you, Wayne. Oh, oh my it's gosh, been a it's, while. It's great to have you here. Yeah, having a job is uh, exhausting. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, wow, i got to work and do other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as far as you know, like the the giving and the getting, like I'm I'm kind of like uh, you know the the one that came to mind was very similar to Robbie's. Um, it, it was giving to a family. Um, we had a, a small group with our our uh, church that we were going to at the time, uh, and we all decided to go together and, and bless one of the families that um, we had found out um, the wife had had cancer. Um, the dad had to quit his job to take care of his wife and. And they had uh, four kids, and um, it was a, it was a pretty dark winter for them. And um, me and my wife actually got to be the family to take all the gifts over. We we snuck it all in um, uh, on Christmas Eve. Uh, the the dad and the mom were in on it, you know. The, the, but the kids, you know, they they assumed they weren't getting anything, and they were fine with it. They they knew where their mom was and kind of what was going on there. But just to just to be a part of that family's life to see the the husband and the wife and and we continued being a part of their lives after that um uh, and then the following year you know she passed away it was a it was a very aggressive form of cancer and so that that's probably the one of the best giving moments uh, you know um as far as the getting i mean you know i don't really i'm the same way like i don't remember a lot of christmas getting i, I just it's never been one of the things that I've really cared about. I just don't care about it. But if I had to pick one, it would probably be my son. Um, he he's a December the sixteenth baby, so he's a December baby. Um, he's a he is a, a true gift of God to us. Um, it, it was after coming out of Team Challenge um, that particular year. I went on a prayer walk. My wife wanted another kid. I, I was done. <laughs> I was finished with two. And, uh, I, you know, I just went before God and I said, you know, Lord, you know, you know what's best. You know what kind of time we've got. You know, your will be done. And literally 30 days later, she was pregnant. So um, so he's a, and he is, he is, he is such a joy, such a blessing. He makes everyone smile. He's so animated, so full of life. And, uh, and it's hard sometimes too, you know, just because of the way I grew up with my dad, you know, being able to see him that way and, and know that he is so much like me um, when I was that age, and like, how did you know my dad not see the same thing? So it's kind of a kind of a twisted twisted edge there. Um, but he is he is so so awesome. So that that would definitely be the the greatest gift uh, I've been given in terms of things other than salvation. Thanks for throwing that in there. You got- <laughs> yeah, Rodney, thanks for that whole thing. Makes me feel like petty talking about nutcrackers. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> salvation. Yeah, ooh, nutcracker. <laughs> he keeps proving my point doesn't he yeah well, Wayne thank you that was very good and I appreciate that um, so we've went through everybody so I told you if we ran out of stuff I was going to start asking questions so oh Danny did you share no I didn't share oh and then we didn't run out of everybody yeah this may be my best Christmas ever yeah, you could see it. his face yeah, yeah he's I, been left out wow I, ooh, or I Danny I'm sorry Danny <laughs> no Go ahead and um, share. Talk a lot because we got some time. Well, <laughs> that's what you had said, and you thought, he's not even going to let me share. So oh, I'm, I'm the one who can talk a lot. No. I apologize. Um, yeah, a couple of different things. Like last Christmas, um, the gift I, I gave my wife was she wanted a new fishing rod. She loves to fish. And she said, I want my own tackle box. And so 
being being a guy who doesn't want to just give something, you know, when you give women something, it has to match. So her favorite color is Tiffany blue. So I found her a Tiffany blue tackle box and a rod and reel at match. And she goes, where in the world did you find that? But I asked her the other night when she said, what's y'all's topic? And I said, you know, the best gift you've ever given. She said, well, I would do the tackle box. She said, that was pretty neat. And uh, so she said, I love that. So, but the one she she gave me a gift several years ago, and I mean, it, it literally, you know, there's a scripture that says he will restore what the locusts have eaten. And in my wild days, in my addiction days, I lost my high school class ring. So I stole it or something, and I thought, well, it's gone. And one Christmas, unbeknownst to me, she coerced with my mother and figured out what my class ring used to look like. And so she recreated it almost identical to the one that I had bought in high wow. school and gave that to me for Christmas. And sometimes I wear it and everybody, why is a you know 50-year-old man wearing a class ring? Got nothing to do with the high school. But I got everything to do with the woman who gave it to me. That's very cool. Thank you. You want to keep talking? We got more time. <laughs> and my second Christmas, I remember. <laughs> well, you kind of actually, uh, your sharing led me into the question that I wanted to ask. How do you prepare to give stuff to people? You know, if you want to try to give a thoughtful gift, you know, Harold talked about doing the, the cross stitch and the poem and things, you know, how do you go about doing that? How do you go about saying, hey, I want to give something to them, not just it doesn't, the money doesn't matter. It's not about the money. It's about what is, what am I going to give that person, right? How do you decide what to give your spouse if you're married or your, your kids or, or whatever that may look like or friends? Any thoughts come to mind? Amazon cards. Amazon cards. Well, yeah, they can get whatever they want. I, I, I personally just love to be creative. You mm -hmm. know, I guess it's just, you know, let me think through, you know, something cool and so I remember one time for an anniversary, you know, there was this thing, if you, if you ever saw the movie um, Parent Trap, that, you know, the kids recreated the first date scene or the, the place on the boat, and they had the, you know, the, the portholes and all the different things. And so, you know, I had my kids act like the kids in Parent Trap and set up this whole thing because Tammy and I had gone on a cruise as well on our honeymoon. And so they... They had it up from the USS Emerald Seas and the whole thing, and they were acting as waiters and waitresses, and it was, it was the whole setup. You know, it was kind of like your 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 deal for the you know scavenger hunt. You know, it's like the whole family gets involved, and you know how how can we be creative to create not just the gift, but actually you know the moment, so to speak, and the whole thing. So I, I love to, you know. Be creative. You are very creative. I mean, Christian Car Guy Theater and all that stuff that you do is incredible. I could see that in you, yes. It's fun. It's a way to worship, actually. Yeah. It is. You know, I shared, I think, a little bit last week, but one of the things for me is it's one of the areas that I've actually kind of turned to God and said, God, Father me in this. You know their heart better than I know it. You know, it really kind of started when, when my boys and you guys always, some of you guys give me a hard time called a bar mitzvah, you know, when I had the 16th birthday for my boys and, you know, we had a, a celebration, you know, coming of age kind of thing. I guess it is kind of like a bar mitzvah, really. But, um, you know, but I gave them both a sword. And one of the cool things for me along that way was walking with God saying, okay, what sword will speak to their heart? 
right? And for Eli, I actually ordered one, got it in, and like, this just isn't right. So I sold it. <laughs> I put it up on eBay and sold it. And, you know, then another one came along, and it was just the right one. You know, and how to, you know, do I engrave this one, or what do I do here? And God, you know, what do you think I should do? And each one of them ended up being exactly the right thing, right? But it was that process of walking that through with him. And I try to do the same thing as I'm thinking through Christmas stuff of, okay, when I'm thinking of that person, you know, God, help me to think of things that's going to speak to their heart in a way that it's not just an item, but it's something that means something to them, right? That it's deeper than that. It's, it's, I, I think it, what I'm trying to say, and I'm being not very uh, concise in saying it, is we all, all have a desire to be known. Help me to help that person feel like they're known. Right, because that's going to make them feel special about Christmas. You know, my favorite Christmas stuff I've gotten is, and I talked about the Nutcrackers joking around, but my kids knew me. My family knew me. They knew that that was something that I would get a kick out of, you know, that I thought was funny. And it's the, it's the being known part. I, I think a Nutcracker speaks to your, your personality. <laughs> it does. I, it does. Sure. I mean, is that the word? I mean, we are on the radio. So. Yeah, yeah. David, you echo that sentiment, I'm pretty sure. And Andy and everybody else here at the table. So anyone else on this topic? Because I do have another question. No, I mean, with the gifts, uh, for, for me, I don't want to put too much information out there because this gift still has to be given. But um, uh, for my wife's brother, for instance, there's a, a, a thing that we have that was her dad's and that it was in pretty bad shape. And we, me and my wife had taken it because she wanted it, or not she wanted it, we wanted it. But ultimately, I'm restoring that now. I'm going to give it back to her brother. And it was it was their dad's, and uh, he passed away two Januarys ago. So I know mm-hmm. it'll be sentimental to him. And um, you know, really for us, it would just sit on a shelf. But um, so that that was the first time that I've actually thought through a gift in that kind of area. Yeah. So does he listen? Because you know he's going to figure that out. If he no, he doesn't listen. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty confident. <laughs> but uh, if he does, then it's okay too. So yeah, yeah, he doesn't know when he's going to get it. No, and there, there's several things that I had that were potentially needed to be restored. So it could be a multiple of things. Yeah, that works. Rodney? Yeah, I, I go back to like the gift I got. You know, I was, again, this was really hard for me to think through these things. But I remember back to when um, I was in high school and I got to go on a snowmobile trip with my uh, really good friend and his family up to Wisconsin. And next thing you know, my parents like, yep. And it's and it's paid for. I'm just like, what? You you guys are paying? I, it was one of those shocking things that I just wasn't expecting. And it was like, wow, you know, it was kept is the gift that kept on giving because kind of became a tradition. Yep, okay, we'll pay for that trip for you to go up there. And I was like, totally unexpected, you know, like you just like, wow, I just the generosity. I was like, wow, really? Why I, you know, it wasn't cheap, but it was just like, wow, I really, you know, one of those things you really appreciate. And then. I'm the opposite of Robbie. I'm very practical, very uncreative. And I at least made an attempt. We went on a family vacation to Europe, and I tried to take all the pictures and put together the scrapbook and the timeline of what we did and go through the trip and put that together. And that was probably the most creative thing I got. But it was even for whatever it was for them, it was really fun for me to think about all the memories and things of that. Even Because the, there was the when you do something like that, right, Andy, there's the highs and the lows and all that kind of stuff. You just did one recently. It was just, you know, you always have those moments and, you know, just thinking through that and just going through in your own memory of the 
the things we still joke about and kid about and poke ribs about, you know, the fun things that went on during that trip. It was it was fun to do. Thank you. David, you have something else you want to add? No, you, no, no? No. Anyone? Anyone else? Bueller? Anyone? Okay. I, I do have one other. Okay. You know, and I, I just hope that maybe somebody's out there like this. I'd heard a, a, a Snyder, um, Morgan Snyder, mm-hmm. do a thing about getting his daughter, who was, you know, turning 14 or 15, a, a promise ring. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, I, I, man, I really blew it. I should have gotten that because the promise was not that she would be you know, pure or whatever. The promise was that I'll always love you no matter whatever in the world ever happens. And that was the promise that Morgan did for his daughter at 15 or 16, not the kind of promise ring that other parents, you know, would give, but the idea that no matter what, you know, I'm going to love you forever. And I thought that, man, that was really neat. And, and I've, you know, I was going to God with it, just like your idea. Mm-hmm. And God, you know, what do I do, man? I really blew it with my daughter, Tess, because that would have been the perfect thing. And he said, well, it's not too late. And at that point in time, she was probably 27, 28 years old. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and so I told her mother, her mother totally um, loved the idea. And, and I'll never forget the trip that we went down to the jewelry store to to pick out the ring and and my wife was telling the girl, you know, behind the counter, and she was about, oh, that's the sweetest thing ever, you know. And it was just like, man, they all got into this, so they went, worked really hard to get the perfect ring. And then, you know, what that meant to my daughter's heart at that point in time was a promise from her father, even though she was, like I said, an adult. Well, at this point, um, I, that's a Christmas gift I'll never forget giving, and, and maybe that's something that. That, that you could put on your list for, you know, the daughter that you love. It's a promise that, that you will always love her, you know, no matter what. And, she, and, you know, I never see my daughter. She doesn't have that ring on. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. Well, since we have a, just another quick few minutes, about a minute here, um, Rodney was really gracious about having stuff that he shared over us. What words would you share about Rodney? And I think in a kind way, you, Rodney is... Yeah, let's make sure we clarify, right? Exactly. Rodney is, we call him Ramrod. We call him that for a reason because he keeps us on task. You know, he is the coordinator in the midst of chaos. And I think that's a real gift that he has a way to bring us back to what we need to do regardless of what's going on. And so that's a great uh, he, thing. He is a zaddy, meaning that he, he is the righteous one. He knows what's right. And that, and that is a gift that he has. But it's also his joy when he sees things right. You know, he's he's got a, a way of looking at puzzles that only he looks at them, and it's a it's a beautiful gift that that really he does for all of us. We need him. We absolutely do. And and we ran out of time, but there is so much more that we will have to share at some point. And uh, anyway, go to masculinejourney.org for a, a boot camp coming up. That would be a great Christmas present. Give somebody a boot camp for Christmas, and that's coming up March thirtieth through April 2nd, and we have entrenchment before that in Kernersville, January 28th and 29th. Go to masculinejourney.org to sign up for either one of those. We'd love to have you there. I think David has a nutcracker for you. (laughs) This is the Truth Network.